Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you all for joining us and beginning your day with us. A couple of ways that you can plug in with us, and that is thehousinghour.com. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour, Twitter at thehousinghour, and then we're on all the other social media outlets as well. You can find us there. Um, and today we're, we're continuing on um, really a, a great series, Mark, and I think that this time of year especially, people want to know, hey, how can I protect? How can I, how can I prevent all of these pest related issues? Um, but, but Mark, what do you think about the series we have a bunch of shows on this, on the termites and the, in the different bugs? Well, how to protect your home. And also it could be in home ownership matters. Everything kind of boils down to, uh, pests. That's and right. you know, I get a lot of comments this year, um, for, for some reason about spider problems. Mm. Now, my wife is terrified of spiders. Right. I don't know about yours, but right. mine will run into the street screaming. Yeah. And so I think the problem is that they're getting inside the house. Right. So well, our we guest have a, is going to yeah. help us. We have a guest, Sam Oliver. Sam is the um, uh, works at Preferred Pest and Turf Management. Um, clearly the owner, I would suppose, since your faces and, and your picture of you and your truck is on the front page of your website, which is a great website, by the way. But Sam, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. First of all, you know, what are some things, because they have people that have kids, um, what are some things that they can do? Now, I don't want to throw a loaded question, but what are some things they can do um, initially if they are moving into a home? Because we have a lot of people that are, are moving into a new home and, you know, they're purchasing and or, you know, they're moving from out of the area. But in this area, give me a couple of pointers that we can share with our clients on what they can do when they first get a new home. Um, well, one thing you always want to do is reduce clutter. Um, you know, anytime you have a, a garage full of boxes, you're just inviting spiders mm. to make mm. themselves That's at home. where mine live. Yeah. So Clutterville. unpack as quickly as possible. Um, if you can have a, a professional company or do it yourself, literally treat the entire inside of the home before you move anything into it. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't know what the people uh, were dealing with before. Uh, you moved into right. the home. You don't know what pests are already there. Yeah. Um, when there's no furniture, there's nobody in the home. It's very easy to do a, a heavy broadcast That's treatment uh, through the entire house. You can treat the crawl space, the attic. All those areas are you easily just accessible. Bomb it or something. Just turn on an aerosol can and bomb it. Normally, we do very limited treatments on the inside of a home: uh, mm -hmm. windows, door frames, pipe chases. They're a little more uh, strategic than that, Mark. Uh, if <laughs> If a home is empty, however, you can treat all the baseboards. You can mm -hmm. just do a very heavy broadcast treatment. There's uh, there's no risk of exposure to people living in the house. You can uh, just do a much more heavy application than you would normally do in a, a residential setting. Now, people who are moving into a home, another thing that is a big concern, of course, they've had a termite letter prior to purchasing the home. So there's hopes in that, that there's no termite problems. Um, but let's say they decided not to do the preventative care aspect through the seller or the closing, and they want to go out on their own to, you know, protect their home um, because people don't get termite letters every year. You know, this just doesn't happen. So what, what should people do? I mean, you can see a lot of termites. What do people need to do if, if, 
to protect their home against termites? There are a lot of termites in this area. We tend to find uh, probably about 30% of homes that we inspect either have old termite damage, termite activity, 30%. Or, or actual active termites in the home. Mm. Um, all of those scenarios would lead me to recommend treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's old damage, you don't know if they're inside a wall. Termites are very tricky in the fact that you may not discover an issue until you start pulling drywall off your wall and expose the wood framing of the home, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have a crawl space to get underneath. Mm-hmm. I recommend if you're not going to do a preventative service, have your home inspected once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if you have a crawl space home, that's great. You can do an, a, a, an awesome inspection. You can probably see 90% of the structure and, and places termites would be coming up from the uh, soil to enter your home. If you have a slab home or a basement home, it's much more difficult to inspect. Mm. You probably could see 30% of the home uh, during an inspection just because there's no way you can get underneath the house. There's no way you can see behind the drywall. In those scenarios, I definitely recommend you have some sort of preventative application in place, either a liquid treatment or bait stations. Uh, Most companies will guarantee those services, uh, ours included. If you have a system in place, you just don't have to worry about it. It's it's not not an issue. All right. Now, another thing I need to ask you about, because I know it's a big issue, especially in my house, these darn ladybugs. Now, I know that some people like ladybugs. But I was reading on your website where, first of all, your website is great. So anybody that needs to um, learn more about all of what we're talking about, preferredpesttn.com. We'll have it on our website, thehousinghour.com. We have it linked up. Um, But the ladybugs, because there's so many people that have these issues, but I read on your website that they can emit an odor and also leave a stain on surfaces. Um, how do we prevent, I mean, cause they just, they just show up around this time of year at my house. How do we prevent them or do we even do that? Ladybugs are one of the more difficult insects to, uh, deal with. They're in a group of insects, which include ladybugs, box elder bugs, stink bugs, and a new insect to this area, which is kudzu bugs. All four of those insects are what we call fall swarmers. Mm. When we get high High temperatures during the day, low temperatures at night, big fluctuations in temperature, that triggers these insects to swarm warm areas, which could be the side of your house if the sun beats down on that side of it. Uh, And once they swarm the house, they obviously will try and get inside all the windows, doors, cracks, and crevices. The easiest way to preventatively manage these insects is to Keep your home on a schedule where it's it's having a perimeter treatment applied on a, a quarterly basis or a bi-monthly basis. And when the fall comes, uh, make sure that you you do do a, a treatment around the outside. We do a service for ladybugs, stink bugs, box elder bugs, uh, and the kudzu bugs where we actually spray from the footer all the way up to the roof line. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way around the house, we use a power sprayer with a uh, we have about an eight-foot wand that attaches to it so we can get up into the high areas. And we use a, a repellent contact insecticide uh, all the way around. So as those ladybugs and other insects land on your home, they actually come in contact with the treatment. And, and turn they are no killing. more. <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> That's the goal. It's a great treatment, but it's not 100%. Sure. Um, those, all those insects can fly, and if they fly and land on the roof or areas that we just can't get to, they're still going to get in the house right. in certain ways. Um 
But there's when when you have a treatment done, it helps tremendously. It could be the difference between seeing maybe one a day as opposed to seeing you know fifty of them all right. around your house. And, and and I mean another thing that people think about when they're trying to determine the best approach to treat their home, the thing that I can definitely think about is convenience. Number one, a bill, a paper bill coming into the mail. You know, you, okay, we got to pay that. You know, but one of the things that you offer on your website, which I thought was nice, was that you have the online payment service. So before we get back to talking about the bugs, talk about that because that's unique, I think, for a pest company to offer something like that. We do. We actually, uh, we offer, you can pay on our website. Uh, also, one thing we do a little bit differently than most companies is we do not do any invoicing by mail. All of our customers give us their email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, after we do a service, we'll leave a hard copy invoice on their front door or put it in their hand. Uh, and then we send out an e-invoice as well if they're not on an auto pay service or something like that. So if we can avoid the mail, we, we will. And everybody has an email. Usually it pops up on your phone and that's, that's the easiest way to go about it these yeah, days. Absolutely. I agree completely. Now there's some diseases that some of these critters bring into the house or can bring into the house and maybe I'm overstating it, but what are some of the things <clears throat> that are some of the dangers? And I don't want to scare people certainly, but um, one of the, I guess, consequences to not addressing the prevention part um are there are there certain critters that can harm our kids and and so forth well most insects especially in this area are just a nuisance that's it they're not dangerous mm-hmm. uh there's two that come to mind that are an issue uh that's the brown recluse spider and the black widow spider and it's not necessarily diseases that they carry it's just that their uh venom is is highly toxic uh, okay, well, if, that sounds yeah. like enough for me to, to prevent it. <laughs> and, and if you come in contact with one of these spiders or think you've been bitten by one, you need to seek medical attention immediately. Mm. Um, it's, it's not something. And that, these black widow spiders, uh, you know, every time we've gotten uh, uh, inspections from appraisers and things, if there's wood piles, and this is a time of year that people bring wood closer to the house, logs for mm-hmm. that. Don't they hang out outside in those wood piles? Because that's what I've been told by appraisers. You need to get that wood out. There's black widows in there. Black mm-hmm. widows are a very common spider to this area. However, you don't see them very often because they prefer, they prefer dark, moist, undisturbed areas. Uh, the places where I find them the most are uh, stacked stone retaining walls, mm-hmm. wood piles. Uh, and when people have the... Um, uh, gutter piping coming off of their the bottom of their gutters along the uh, sidewalk or flower beds. Uh, the black widows love to get inside of those things. It stays nice and dark and moist. Um, but those are the sounds three like somewhere you'd like, them. Mark. Ooh, I don't want to be there. But what about the, the recluse? Don't they hang out in the dark, warm spot? <laughs> Recluses are a little bit different. They they're uh, reclusive. They are. I mean, they really are. You'll 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 see black widows more often than you'll see really? around recluse. Um, and they don't even, I mean, I guess black or the recluses get a little bit bigger maybe, but I mean, they're, you think of uh, a black widows being huge. It's not necessarily that big, right? I mean, no, about the biggest black widow you'll ever see is like a silver dollar or something like that. Um, a 50 cent piece for people who don't know what a silver dollar is. Brown recluses are usually a little bit smaller. Um, Mm -hmm. the problem with brown recluses is there's many, many imitators out there. Um, There's a lot of spiders that look very similar that have the the violin marking, which is what everybody, uh, you know, sees a spider and they think it's a brown recluse because it has the violin marking. Most spiders are imitators. They're actually using that because they, it's a, it's a trait of the uh, brown recluse. So they've evolved over time to, to use that. Um, 
there's certain things you need to look for to identify a brown recluse. Uh, you really have to use a, a magnifying glass or or have very very good eyes to to, <laughs> I'm not to point that it close. out. Um, <laughs> but the easiest way to do it is uh, brown recluses have three sets of two eyes, so they have six eyes, three sets, wow. and it's in a semicircle pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's a dead giveaway that you're dealing and with. Can a brown they see recluse. red? Is that why you wear the red? They can't see red. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, another animal or not animal uh, pest, I suppose that I find fascinating is the earwigs. Have you ever seen these? Yeah. Uh, they, yes, they, I have. Yeah. You can't tell which is the front and which is the back, but what in the world? Well, that little pincher that they have, first of all, what is this thing that I'm looking at? Uh, an earwig is a, another common insect to this area. And they do have really? the little, uh, little pinchers on the back of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a defense mechanism for the insect. If, if they come in contact with something, you know, they, they use those pinchers, mm-hmm. um, Usually it's not strong enough to actually pinch us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just looks sort of intimidating. Right. And there's old wives' tales about how they crawl up into your ears and things like that, and it's all it's oh, all false. Gosh, you didn't have to say that because yeah, I, yeah I've got these. I think I saw on. that on Star Trek once. Oh man, that yeah maybe. Did um, they crawl in the ear and get into the brain or something? Do they do that? That's that's that an old wives' tale. They uh, uh, they're actually a, a just what we call an occasional invader. They they just end up in your house randomly. There's nothing in there for mm. them. They like getting underneath concrete slabs. So if you have a slab home, you'll probably have a, an earwig issue. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably find them hanging out with the brown recluses. Yeah, possibly correct. Because if they like that same dark moist area, um, but one of the ways that you can prevent those, I guess, is also by <clears throat> process of elimination. I suppose when you do the treatment for the ladybugs and all that, does that take care of some of them maybe? It does. Our normal perimeter treatment, we mm-hmm. basically treat around the perimeter of the home. Uh, it's going to take care of most of these issues. Um, the goal of the treatment is to stop the insects before they get into the house, not wait till they get in and then treat from the inside out. Um, we'll literally treat the inside on the initial service and continue the perimeter treatment outside on a, a bi-monthly or a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. And then treat the inside on an as-needed basis, and the treatments work really well. If you you know check out our our Google business uh, rankings and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, we have a lot of good reviews of, of people who are happy with service. And well, and actually, when we get back from the break, if you don't mind, we'll just talk a little bit about that, and let's also talk about um, some other things revolving around turf management. I'd love to also dip in a little to mosquitoes, even though that's not really on the board right this moment. But people need to know. And and you also you worked with the University of Tennessee and the Tennessee Titans, so you had some knowledge revolving around that. We are here right now talking with Sam Oliver from Preferred Pest and Turf Management. We'll continue that conversation right after these messages. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Can do that me block and break 
It's football time in Tennessee, and if you want to make your house the envy of all your football buddies, come see us at Acme Block and Brick. I'm Brantley Rivers, and with a brand new outdoor kitchen from Acme Block and Brick, your home game day will never be the same. Acme Block and Brick. Our experienced staff can help you from the design stage all the way to the completion of the project. Acme Block and Brick has a wide variety of high-quality brick and stone products, including our Belgard pavers that will match anyone's style and taste. Acme Block and Brick. Come visit us at Acme Block and Brick and let our helpful, friendly staff show you how it's done. Visit one of Acme Block and Brick's three locations in Crossville, Kingston, and Alcoa. Or you can find us online at acmeblockandbrick.com to see how we can transform your game day brick by brick. See what a little stone can do. Acme Block and Brick. Hey, I'm Kevin Ray, the host of The Housing Hour. Please join me and my co-host, Mark Griffith, every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. as we bring you the latest news and current issues regarding the housing market. Also, check out our website, thehousinghour.com, for a treasure trove of information. So join us each week and keep up with the why and why not of mortgage lending. The Housing Hour is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. The Housing Hour, Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. on News Talk 98.7. Are you in the market to purchase a new home? Many first-time homebuyers and veterans qualify for 2 or 4% down payment grants from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency. THDA offers 30-year fixed-rate mortgages insured by FHA, VA, USDA, or conventional loans. For more information, please visit our website at www.thda.org. Don't pay, don't find out, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Never paint your home again. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Jeff and Roxanne here. As owners of Rhino Shield, our commitment to you is that you'll never have to paint your home again. Guaranteed. Rhino Shield goes on like paint, looks like paint, but unlike paint, Rhino Shield will last 25 years and we back it with a written warranty. And oh yeah, guys, Rhino Shield comes in your favorite color, the one your wife wants. We have been servicing the Chattanooga area for over a decade, and now it's time to bring Rhino Shield to Knoxville. So call now and get our introductory offer of 25 5% off. 865-219-3070. That's 865-219-3070. Or visit us online at rhinoshieldtn.com. That's rhinoshieldtn.com. Don't pay, don't find out. Go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield. It's not paint. Home ownership matters, and Mortgage Investors Group wants to help you with all your home financing needs. Whether it's a purchase or a refinance, our federally licensed loan officers are ready to help you sort through all the mortgage loan options. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, your home loan solution for the past 23 years. Tennessee Mortgage License Number 109111. This is it's a work the deal weekend. Congressman Chuck Fleischman, Monday at 8.05. We'll see if they get a deal. We put the braces of truth on the crooked teeth of talk Monday at 5.30. The Halloran Hilton Hill Morning Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Everybody get up. 
Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with Mark Griffith, co-host, executive producer. I'm also here uh, and joined in studio with the owner of Premier Lawn. Uh, actually, the name of it is Preferred Pest and Turf Management. Um, they do have a Premier Lawn Care service that they offer. I got that twisted a little bit. Um, so one of the things that I always think about, um, and I don't want, I mean, we have um, in the past, my wife and I, we've hired people, we've not hired people, you know, we just kind of went through that process. One of the things that I always think about is what type of training do these folks have? You know, I mean, you, you know, mm-hmm. whoever it might be, you know, and some of them sound more intelligent than others. Right. right. So you just have to just judge for yourself. Um, one of the things that Sam brings to the table, it sounds like we're doing an advertisement for him, but we're really not. We just want to know what's good for our, for our listeners. Um, but that is, you went to the University of Tennessee and you were in the turf grass science program, right? Correct. So, and then that, that involves a whole lot. Talk a little bit about your education, if you don't mind. Well, I uh, graduated from UT in 2008 with a plant science degree with an emphasis on turf grass management. Um, I have a, a long history in lawn care, mm-hmm. uh, starting out from being a kid and just cutting lawns around town and Made a pretty good living doing that and decided to, uh, you know, go to college and and pursue it further and um, have worked at Holston Hills Golf Course, the athletic department at UT, uh, worked with the Tennessee Titans for about a year and a half and Mm -hmm. really enjoyed the the sports turf aspect Mm -hmm. of of the plant science program and um, have sort of tried to to use that knowledge in my uh, business and, and taking care of home lawns now. And, and it, it works really well. We, uh, we have a, a very unique lawn care program compared to our competition. Mm-hmm. Well, now when you talk about the different places that you have worked, Holston Hills country club comes to mind. I mean, UT, the, the, you know, the field is incredible. Um, and you learned a lot. You, you took a lot from the people who you worked under, I suppose. Um, the, the, uh, the different people that I'm sure hired you, when you got into the pest part of it, did you also have that? Was that because I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the different pests that get into grass, I mean, I'm sure that that evolved with you. But what made you consider adding that to your repertoire, if you will? Well, it's kind of interesting how it all fell into place. I uh, I didn't enjoy my entomology classes in uh, at UT, <laughs> uh, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, now I own a pest control company. I would have right. laughed at you if you told me that you know, eight years ago. But um Really enjoy the 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 lawn care aspect of it. Uh, actually, before I, I started this business, I worked for another pest control company. Was their operations manager, um, and could not get them to to go into lawn care. I, you know, we had everything we needed, and uh, mm-hmm. I just just couldn't get it going for whatever reason. So when I started my own business, I said, "Hey, I want to do uh, pest control and lawn care." Um, instead of paying two different hmm. companies to come do two that different is services. Unique. I don't know that. I mean, that didn't really hit me until just now. There's not a lot of companies out there that do both. There's two or three mm-hmm. around here that, that do both, but most of them are either or. Uh, it's, it's hard to find one good company that can handle a lot of your uh, household needs there. Well, well when you it kind of no. makes sense because uh, you have to have license to handle the chemicals. And so most of the right. time, the, the lawn care folks that I employ can't spread chemicals because right. they're not licensed. It is true. I hold uh, three different categories of, of licenses, a wood-destroying insect, a category seven structural pest control, and category three uh, lawn and turf. And these are all uh, licenses that require schooling or experience uh, in the workforce in order to acquire. 
Um, so we're a little bit unique that we are licensed to do all of these different services, uh, and that, that gives us a little separation from our competition. And we've actually interviewed the person who handles any complaints. That's right. Um, at the, at ten, in, in the state of Tennessee, I suppose. Yeah, the, the Department of Agriculture. Right. So if you were to have somebody complain on you, then that person would come out. But they really, I like how they operate, and it's really an industry that has grown and evolved but they have a good fail safes in place. And you have people like, I mean, I, tr- I trust Sam. I mean, I don't know you all that well, but I trust that he knows what he's doing based upon the things that we're talking about. Um, now, another thing too, because, you know, with, with our home, there's so much I think that could be done, but, you know, sometimes, you know, whether it be that it's a financial thing or maybe people don't want to spend a huge chunk of money doing something to their yard, whether it be sod or, or even prevention, a lot of people, you know, don't want to spend money on that. What do you think about um, when you look at sprinklers, for instance, and you look at what that adds to your grass from just a maintenance standpoint and a look, obviously, but do you put in, first of all, do you install sprinklers or do you have somebody in your, in your network that can do it? We do not do any type of irrigation maintenance or mm-hmm. installation. I can refer That's what people I was, to a, right. a company that, that does do that. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, a very, very necessary component. That's what I was getting to. If you want that lush, dark green, mm-hmm. thick lawn, you'll never achieve Who it wants unless, that? unless you really? have irrigation. <laughs> Who wants that? Well, maybe um, this is just a suggestion, a business suggestion. Maybe you add that wing to your management company. You hire somebody who could be the manager of it. Because the reason I bring that up is because we had a couple of projects that we wanted to do. And one of the things that um, our turf guy kept saying is, you know, we we really want you to have the results that you're wanting to have. And we want to see the goals met that you've laid out for us, which, I mean, was no goal other than we want green grass, you know. But but he kept coming back, and this has been a couple years, we need to water the lawn. You know, because if you're coming in, Sam, and doing all the um, suggestions and, and doing what you need to do, you, I'm sure you have a, a like a bi-monthly or a quarterly type of treatment. I mean, if you're not watering it, the homeowner needs to take some responsibility, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Water is the most important thing you can, can do for your lawn. Right. And so that has to be done. So sprinkling, uh, that needs to have something. You need to put that into your system. And one of the other aspects of your job, and I'm sure you don't just treat bugs um, because in the house and around underneath the house, sometimes you get fungus and things growing. Uh, what do you treat with chemicals as far as fungus? Cause I know that there are, there's something that gets on the, you know, under in a crawl space area on the, uh, the rafters or whatever, the joist floor joist in there. What, what do you do? That would just be your typical fungicide application. Uh, we basically go in and treat all the uh, subflooring, the floor joist, um, any, anywhere that has the fungicide uh, uh, or the fungus on it, be it the wall or the, the flooring, it can all be treated with a, a fungicide and, and taken care of pretty easily, um, mm-hmm. depending on the, the size of the crawl space, obviously. Right. Oh, absolutely. So you guys do offer that as a service because that's a lot of people, especially with, you know, the different aspects of the rains that we've had, but also people that haven't got every bit of their roof repaired, they're still getting water in the, in the, where, you know, different areas. So, I mean, that could be something that could harm your family. So is that a pretty easy fix you say? It's, it's not easy, but it's, it's, it's something that can be done um, as, as long as you have access to the products or a professional that does, uh, it, it, can be, it can be taken care of. It's not a, 
oh my gosh, I've got to you know burn the house down or right. something like that. It, it can be fixed. Right. That's good to know that, that you don't have to burn the house down for sure. Now you also um, um, do some commercial work as well. Um, and you know, we don't want to know the restaurant names because that's probably not good, but I mean, commercial people, we have a lot of listeners. We have real estate agents, we have lenders, we have a lot of people that are just in the community that, that do listen. Um, and one of the services that probably is on top of people's priority list in a business, especially in the food industry is getting their um, place of business treated as well. What can you recommend to people who are out there in business that have, that have, you know, these different businesses, what, what do they need to do? They need to call you to do a 15 point inspection. Is that something that you offer for them as well? If you're in the food industry, you know, you need pest control. Um, I would say 99 out of 100 restaurants have a monthly pest control service. Mm -hmm. And it's not because their kitchen is dirty or they have bugs everywhere. The problem with the food industry is you're always getting shipments. Mm. In those shipments, Uh. you don't know where that shipment came from, what warehouse it is, what problems they're having at that warehouse. Uh, Some of the the restaurants that we take care of – Everything's smooth for eight months, a year, two years, and then all of a sudden there's a roach issue. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's those roaches didn't come in from the outside. They came in on those shipments. Oh, uh, all it takes is a couple of little roach eggs to fall out of a box or an adult with an egg sack on it to hitchhike on those packages into the restaurant. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you've got an issue. And that's why I tell my wife who goes to Sam's, and mm-hmm. Sam's doesn't have regular Kroger bags. They give you a box, right? And they fill an old box and then oh. you fill it in. And you come in and you put that on your dining room table or oh, you live it in your Mark. house. I'd say, get rid of that thing. Get it outside. But a lot of people use those boxes. Yeah. Get them out of the house because that's where the eggs You're are. You're going to bring some camel crickets up in here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's exactly right. And that's why a monthly service is necessary Absolutely. for a restaurant because those products are already in place. So when that roach crawls out of that box... Almost immediately comes in contact with that treatment. It's a non-issue. And lays eggs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they come out of the box, they're breeding. That's right. They've been cooped up in that box for too long. Um, will you, do you, is it required that businesses like food industry have a, a service? Please tell me yes. It is. It is. Oh. I mean. <laughs> Thank goodness. They, ha- they have regular inspections. Uh, mm-hmm. So if they're not in order with their pest control or their sanitation or any of that stuff, they get fined. So. Uh, yeah, they're, they're required to to have all that stuff in place. You know, people need to know that there's a place, isn't there um, an inspection that is done by the city um, monthly or is it quarterly um, where they do look and, and they find, like, for instance, since this place is out of business, I'll say the name Camp I of Tokyo. I used to love that place, went there all the time. And you know what? They got a really, really bad score. Well, health department. The rate, health, exactly. The health department comes in and rates them, and they'll notice if there's an excess amount of bugs around. Right. Well, this was this was something different, which I won't say on the air because we are in the morning here. But <laughs> that that's so critical for people to be able to monitor, hey, how how is my business? How is my place where I'm going to eat? Um, how do they rank? And do they have somebody like Sam helping them out? Probably they do, but do they have the same uh, required skills, I guess, is the key key there as well. So um, now we didn't get to talk about mosquitoes. So in the remaining moments, I do want to tackle that because um, mosquitoes is, I think it's just a big problem for a lot of different homes, especially I think I noticed it more when I had kids because they were complaining about that. Um, you can't get rid of, of mosquitoes completely, can you? There, There's a lot of stuff you can do to halt the mosquitoes on your property. You can't mm. get rid of mosquitoes, obviously, because they fly. Uh, mm-hmm. They can fly over to somebody else's property and bother <laughs> right. them. Um, right. 
What we do, uh, we actually have a service that we run from April through September. It's a monthly service. We come out once a month. We spray down your entire lawn, all of your landscaping, any kind of plant material that's on your property. And that's going to take care of not only mosquitoes, but fleas and ticks as well. Mm. What does it take care of the pets? No, no, it doesn't (laughs) take care of the pets. It's it's actually pet safe. Um, uh, It's pet safe, kid friendly. Uh, As long as you give the the product ample time to dry, an hour at the most, you can Mm -hmm. go out and play in the lawn. When do you start this process? I mean, we're coming into winter now. Do we know? Just throw our hands up and say, wait till spring? Yeah, you, 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 there's no need for a mosquito service this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, you might see the occasional mosquito when it gets really warm outside, uh, You know, for instance, if it gets up to like 70 degrees or something. Mm-hmm. We start those services in April. Mm-hmm. We stop them in September, so basically during the warm months of the, the season. Okay. And when you start it in April, before it gets really, really warm outside and continue it through September, you just don't even give those insects a chance to populate on your property. Absolutely. And no. Uh, Mark told me real quick that the mayflies, which look similar to mosquitoes, you told, you may not remember this, right. but they, he told me they eat the mosquito larva, I suppose. Is that true? They do. Mayflies wow, are actually Mark. predatory and they'll, they'll eat the mosquitoes. So don't kill the larva. mayflies. I'm a boy scout leader. <laughs> they, they look very intimidating, like yeah. giant blood sucking mosquitoes, <laughs> but they're completely harmless. And uh, how do you know the difference? Real yeah. How do you know the difference? Um, if they're on you sucking your blood, yeah, okay. it's a mosquito. <laughs> well, because that's key. I mean, and that's education. That's a big piece it's of it. It's too big. I mean, the, the the mosquitoes I see are like smaller black looking, and these are large, light brown color. You'll rarely see a mosquito that's bigger than a nickel. Um, the mayflies are, you know, large. kind of that, that silver dollar size again. They're but, scary yeah, looking. Yeah. Let's face it. They, uh, they will scare you, but... They're harmless. Now, if you go to his website, it's preferredpesttn.com, and go and just look around a little because there's a lot of education that can be had there. You've got some coupons that you offer as well. You can um, call him, ask him questions, have him come out. Um, definitely uh, can take care of all of your needs. And I think this has been great for us. We've learned a lot. So we appreciate you so much coming in and spending this time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. His phone number is 865-297-3789. It's Preferred Pest and Turf Management. And he is Sam Oliver right here on the Housing Hour with us. And we're trying to help you to help yourself. And that's what we do here on the Housing Hour. Um, Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And we'll be right back after these messages. 